Welcome to the Launch With Flow podcast, a weekly show for purpose-driven women who are ready to embrace a feminine approach for launching. We'll be chatting all things cycle awareness and using your intuitive superpowers combined with the more practical aspects of launching like systems, workflows, planning, and tech. I'm your host, Laura, from Laura in Order, systems queen, cycle awareness coach, and lover of launches. My mission is to show you that launching can be fun and easy, that you can do it in a way that is right for you and feel inspired, organized, calm, and in control. So let's jump into this week's episode. Hello, and welcome to episode 28 of the Launch with Flow podcast. Today's episode, I want to talk about the journey or that transition into living and doing business in sync with your cycle. Because like everything in life, it's not something that just magically happens overnight. It's a process. It's a journey. And I know when I talk to a lot of people in my community and my clients, especially if you're new to this idea, it can feel a little bit daunting and a little overwhelming and you're not really sure how to get started. So in today's episode, I'm going to share some of my journey and some tips and tricks to help you get started transitioning to living in more alignment with your cycle. Now, before I learned about cyclical living and cyclical business, before I embraced all of this and really started to deepen my understanding of it, I pretty much lived full time in that masculine energy of doing and pushing and hustling and going all of the time. I've talked about this back in previous episodes, but you know, I had a really demanding job back in the corporate world. And we know the corporate world isn't set up for women. It's very much in that masculine go, 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 do, do, do all of the time. Now, on top of the demanding job, I also had a lot of extracurricular activities When Bella and Barry, my two dogs, were a lot younger, I used to compete in agility with them, which if you're not familiar with that, that's where you do the obstacle courses with the jumps and the weaves and that kind of thing. This is something that I started when um, Bella, who is my older dog, was just a puppy, and I loved it. It was so much fun, and the dogs really loved it as well. And of course, as part of, you know, who I am, I really threw myself into it. So not only was I training both of my dogs... I was often away on the weekends going to competitions. I volunteered as an instructor at the club that I was part of, and I was on the club committee and a key person involved in organizing our club's competitions. So that took up a lot of time and energy. On top of that, you know, I had an active social life. I was going to the gym a lot. I hardly ever took the time to stop, to slow down, to rest. So it's no wonder that I ended up with very severe burnout. Now, if you want to hear more about my story and you want to learn more about burnout, you can go back to episode one and episode 12 of the podcast if you want to delve into those a little deeper. So how did I get from there to where I am now? Now, of course, I want to acknowledge I am still learning. I'm still unlearning a lot of habits and learning even more things. At the point of recording this episode, it's been a journey of about four years for me from when I first started learning about this and hearing about this to getting to where I am now. There is always more to learn, more to uncover, more ways to deepen into your connection with your cycle and to live in alignment with it. Just last week, I attended an online 
Equinox Retreat with the amazing Jacqueline Atkins. Now, you can go back and listen to episode 14 of the podcast if you want to hear a little bit more about Jacqueline and what she does. Now, in this online retreat, we were asked to connect in with ourselves and also connect in with our business's energy. And one of the messages that came through so loud and clear for me was that although, yes, I've been embracing more yin, creating more space, allowing myself to slow down in the luteal and menstrual phases, I'd still been very much focusing on doing less rather than moving into that more yin, more feminine energy of being. So as I said, I'm still a work in progress. But that's never going to go away. There is always going to be more to learn, more to understand. And I know that this is super cliche, but we all know that there is no real end destination. We're never going to get there or make it. It's all about the journey. So let me share some of the steps that helped me along my journey. Whether you're like me and you've hung out a lot in the masculine and you're wanting to start to embrace more of the feminine energy, Maybe you're a little bit more like a lot of my clients who have spent a lot of their life in the more feminine, the more yin energy, and they come to me to help them with that support and structure and planning and systems to help balance out with that masculine energy. Either way, these tips are going to help you. So step number one was charting my cycle. That's where I started and it's where I suggest everyone gets started. When you begin charting, you start to pay attention. You develop a deeper connection with your cycle, a deeper level of awareness. Over time, you see patterns. You can observe what's working for you and what doesn't. And then you can start to see where you need to make changes. So for me, one of the first things that I began to observe was that around day 25 of my cycle, I would just get really grumpy and really irritable. No matter who it was or what they did or what they said, I was just really annoyed with everyone. And I just wish that I could crawl under a rock and tell everyone to piss off. So that was a really good sign for me that I needed to start slowing down. I needed to create more space and I needed to say no more when I was getting to that phase of my cycle. But I wouldn't have known that or I wouldn't have been able to observe that if I wasn't charting my cycle. So step number one is always chart your cycle. Step number two was I picked the easy stuff to start with, the low-hanging fruit. What were some of the quick and easy changes I could make? Implement one, then another, and another. And over time, they started to build on each other. But it wasn't going in and completely overhauling my entire life and my entire business. Small tweaks and changes over time can actually result in massive results. So don't underestimate the power of making those small changes. And of course, we know the smaller changes are often easier to make and they're easier to stick with as well. So they're a really good way to start implementing changes without feeling overwhelmed and without it feeling really hard. You can just get started with the low-hanging fruit, the really simple, easy changes to make. Step number three was I began to talk about it with my friends, my coaches and my mentors and my clients. Yes, I was talking about this with my clients even before I started period coaching school and became a certified period coach. I just began weaving it into conversations. I made it normal to talk about in those different settings. Because when you make it normal, it allows other people to embrace it. 
It allows other people to take on what you're saying and begin to make those observations for themselves. And it empowers them to start leaning into it and learning more. So I just started talking about it, whether I was having conversations with my girlfriends, talking to my business coach in group coaching calls, whatever it was. I just started to say things like, you know what? I'm in my luteal phase. I'm about three or four days out from my period. I'm not going to make any rash decisions right now. I'm just creating space and I'll worry about that in a week's time. Again, don't underestimate the power of just dropping those sorts of things into conversation and over time, seeing how much it begins to infiltrate the conversations that you're having. Step number four, I made sure that I created the environment to continue to foster that cyclical nature in my business and in my life. So I added a daily reminder on my phone to make sure I was doing my charting. I added the phases of my cycle into my Google Calendar so when I was booking appointments, I could see what phase I was going to be in and I could make some decisions based off that and whether that was a good time to book that particular thing in or not. And I began planning more intentionally around my cycle. So no more just doing things because that's what the plan said, but really being conscious and intentional of what needed to happen and when and making sure I was doing the right activities in the right phases of my cycle. I wasn't overwhelming myself with a big to-do list in my luteal phase. And I was also capitalizing off the high energy in follicular and ovulation to really power through that to-do list, do things like running webinars, recording podcast episodes, all of that good stuff. And of course, I began saying no to things in that deep luteal and menstrual phase and being really conscious of putting those boundaries in place, knowing that for me, creating that space, allowing myself to slow down, to take my foot off the pedal, to rest and relax, would then mean that my next cycle was going to be even easier. So begin to look at what you can put in place to create that structure or that environment to really foster and embrace your cyclical nature. And finally, step number five. As I began to really deepen into it and really get a good understanding of my cycle, how I worked, what worked for me and what didn't, I began to experiment with more. So rather than making the small tweaks and changes, I began to see what it would be like if I made some bigger changes to my business and to the way that I lived my life. But I looked at it with the perspective of it being an experiment. Let's try this and see how it works. Let's do this and see how it feels. And then giving myself the opportunity to review and say, well, did that work for me? Or did that not? So for me, a lot of that was around how I eat in alignment with my cycle and changing up the food that I eat in the different phases, how I exercise in alignment with my cycle, as well as beginning to create a bit more space in my calendar and in my business in those lower energy phases and make more space available for client work in the higher energy phases. So it was really an experiment to see, well, what if I do this? How would that make me feel? If I did this, is this going to work for me or not? Some things worked, some things didn't. And that's okay. That's what an experiment is, right? Seeing what works, seeing what doesn't. Hold on to what does, let go of what doesn't and try something else. But unless you give it a go, you're never going to know. So those are the five steps that I took to embracing my cyclical nature. As I said, it's not something that happened overnight. It was a journey. 
at this point in time, it's been a good four years of me charting, beginning to observe those patterns, seeing what's going on for me, making those tweaks and those changes to really beginning to deeply connect and embrace my cycle. It wasn't something that magically happened overnight. I didn't just start charting my cycle and then boom, magically, next cycle, everything was amazing and I had it all worked out. It was a process of trial and error, of starting with the little things, putting those in place, and then moving on to the next one. So for those of you who are early on in your journey of charting and embracing your cycle and beginning to understand how our energy and our concentration and the way our brain works changes across our cycle, I hope that that gave you some insight into how you can get from where you are now to where you could possibly be a few months, a few years down the track. As I said, it's not magical. It's not going to happen overnight. But the best place to start is to start charting your cycle and understanding what's going on for you. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of the podcast. I'll catch you next week. Are you ready to learn more about aligning your cycle and your business? My mini course, Cycle Aligned Business, teaches you how to understand what's going on in your body and use that vital information to plan and run your business with more ease and flow. Use the coupon code PODCAST, all uppercase, for $10 off. You'll find the link in the show notes for this episode or go to businesswithflow.com forward slash aligned.